0: Hello, hello, hello. Yeah, I kind of toned it down a little bit. I've been listening to former podcasts where I was like, wow, I've got this um, Oprah thing going on and not really quite sure where exactly that came from. I don't know. I kind of like it, though. So you'll still hear elements, I'm sure. But hello! Hello! <laughs> Um, naughty, naughty slut boys out there. I hope you're listening. It is the time of the holidays, and I don't know how you necessarily feel about that. I think it's sometimes a difficult time of year for many people, but and other people just dig it, dig it, dig it. You know, they can't wait for Thanksgiving to be over so they can put up their trees and lights and. The accoutrement mm, That's such a good word, isn't it? Accoutrement. <laughs> anyway. Today's subject is miracles. Miracles. Now I'm going to take a sip of my tea. Mm, and it is sweet tea because I am a southern lady. <laughs> and we're going to discuss... Miracles. Now, I am a little bit of a Grinch. I will warn you about that. Preface this. I have been told on more than one occasion that I am a Grinch. And, and that's cool because the Grinch has always been one of my favorite characters. It's something about that smile. <laughs> anyway... But, um, miracles. I think that people are so free with that word. Anything that happens, it's a miracle. No, it it isn't. Especially when someone is in the hospital or they've had a medical emergency and they've received medical attention and they survive. It's a miracle. No, no, it's not. Um, I was actually just, you know, I'm on my social media. Yes, I need a lie. Uh, (laughs) and I see this video about this, you know, puppy that was born. And I love the dogs. I'm loving. I have love for fur babies. I have had a number of them and they are amazing. I do not currently, but I do love them. Anywho, um. This was about a video that a puppy was born, stillborn, and meaning it was dead. It had never taken a breath of life, so it was never alive, and the person who was present at its birth did CPR and was able to get the baby, the puppy, baby dog, breathing, and someone commented it's a miracle. No. A miracle would be if nothing at all happened and all of a sudden the dog started breathing spontaneously. I would be much more inclined to believe that was a miracle. Uh, but when there's actual human intervention and action taken, that the results are the results. Sometimes these things work. Sometimes they don't. But that's just how things go. So, and you might be wondering, gosh, you're so cynical, Lady Friday. What? What's up with that? Well, What what would you consider a miracle? Hmm. Okay. Well, if I were to wake up tomorrow morning and crave cock in my mouth, if I were to wake up and just have this ins- just intense craving for fucking huge dripping dick in my mouth, that would be a miracle. Because that is not something that would ever, 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 ever happen. Never has the entire half century that I've been on this planet, so... There you go. That, to me, is a miracle. Something that is so rare and extraordinary that it defies any known, um... Ooh, goodness, I had to clear my throat there. (laughs) I think all that talking about cock and craving it just gagged me a little bit. Now, don't get me wrong. I love the sight of a dick in one of my white boys' face mouths and faces stuffed with fucking big black cock stuff. Just, arrr, fuck the turkey, stuff a dick in a mouth, a white mouth. Yes, all day long. But, yeah, that kind of got to me a little bit. That's terrible. I can't even talk about it without being revolted. And I'm not homosexual. I'm I maybe bi. I'm bi. I've got I've had lots of pussy. But, um, and I love dick. I love good dick. I like to get the D, get dick down, get my back blown out. Yes. Mm. But I am not um, submissive. And in my opinion... And I have many of them. And you may agree with it or not. Sucking dick is a very submissive activity. Now, I've talked to women who have said that they feel that they have the power. Well, I mean, in in some ways, if you look at it, you do have a dick in your mouth. And um, you have teeth. But that's not generally how it tends to work, though, is it? You know guys have their hands on your head, trying to push your head down on it, not dominant um and to be perfectly honest, that's just not it's just not how I roll, not how I roll, you know different strokes. <laughs> Now, I'll strap on and have you suck my dick all day long. Suck it. Suck that shit. Suck it. Ooh, yes. Oh, my. I think I got a little moist there. <laughs> That's another good word. Moist. <laughs> I am just so naughty today. I don't know what's going on. Hmm. Anyway, so. Let's, um, we're going to take a short little break and we're going to talk about our next topic of the day and we're going to revisit a topic that I addressed earlier, a few days ago actually, about my girl Kamala Harris, that lovely, beautiful woman, um, former presidential candidate that I have such a crush on, ugh. But anyway, we're going to talk about her again, and stay tuned, we'll be right back. So, um, a while ago, a few days ago, uh, maybe about a week, I did a podcast about Kamala Harris and I made some comments about why I felt her campaign wasn't getting the traction that it should have gotten. Because I think that she was, and still is, an extremely qualified um, candidate. And I was very, very sad to hear that... um, she suspended her campaign. Now, sadly, what I'm hearing from many uh, people that I know who are non-melanated, you know, is, oh yeah, you know, she might make a great VP. And so, because in my opinion, that's the box that women of color no matter how accomplished, how intelligent, uh what positions of power they have held, they still do not see us at the top. Still. Uh she, you know, she she's okay for number 2. But of course, you know, we need that white savior to come and save us from the white dumpster fire. That white people, and y'all are claiming this because my people did not do this. You did this in office right now. And i it's just amazing to me that this man who, and I say that because he holds a respectful office, not that he deserves any respect... But the fact that this incredible white, black woman, this woman of color um of diverse ancestry, could not get the donations, and that's what it boiled down to people is money, money, money. Bloomberg, the billionaire, has all these ads out there, um Strayer, all these ads out there. But you know who we're gonna see on this next um, Democratic debate stage? All white folk. All white folk. Even a gay man will be there. Pete Buttigieg, Mayor Pete Buttigieg is going to be there. And do not get me wrong, I have nothing. Uh, I have nothing against him. I just think that he's a mistake for the Democratic Party. I think that he his problems with people of color and his lack of connection, uh, to me, you don't wait until two months before the primary to try to make that outreach. You have been a a, a mayor for two terms, two whole terms. And your track record in your city, South Bend, Indiana, where he is the mayor of, is not great. And it's not just, you know, that there was a shooting. Because let's be honest, folks, there are shootings everywhere. Black people are shooting. White people are shooting. People are shooting, shooting, shooting. There's guns everywhere. It's like the freaking Wild West out here. Um, but it's not just that. It's comments that you have made, and I applaud that reporter from The Root who called him a motherfucking liar. Yes. Um uh, because basically he said that um children of color uh do not have role models that help them or give them the um examples to succeed in life. That's not true. You know any person of color who is visiting, you know you might not be from the economically blessed portion of your family. But you have aunties or uncles or grandparents who are. Um, There's enough examples. Hello, we live in the world of the internet. Um, So there are plenty of examples of black excellence out there. What is not out there are, are opportunities for these children to go to schools that receive the same kinds of of assistance that the charter and magnet schools get. But that's a different conversation. Uh, The fact that he is just now starting to reach out. Now, he sat down with um, Al Sharpton. I don't like it when any, you know, when they make these, you know, perfunctory, in my opinion, stops in with black activists as though Al Sharpton is the, speaks for all of the black community. Al Sharpton has never done jack shit for me or mine. Um, and they want, he wants to have this conversation. Well, I'm sorry, when you are, you still are mayor. Why weren't you having these conversations with your constituents in South Bend? Why wait till you're running for president to understand that your black constituents are, have value? Um, but back to Kamala. I think that one of her missteps was that she should have been addressing more who she was as a candidate instead of her background as a prosecutor because it was a little problematic. I don't have a problem with it because she did her job. What I don't like to see is that every single person that is running as a Democrat for president right now is going to be dependent on the African American vote. And the fact that the black candidates our struggling, tells me that this country is not really as progressive as we would like it to be, at least as far as progressive as I would like it to be. I'll say that. I would like to think that I live in a time in an age where a candidate like Kamala Harris, who is strong, who could, on a debate stage, eviscerate... Donald Trump, eviscerate. He would be standing there and just yards and yards of bloated intestines falling out and he would be on his knees, kissing her feet and begging to be spanked and used like a whore for her. But maybe that's just in my mind, but hey, it's my mind, my world. So those are my thoughts about the demise of the Kamala Harris campaign and it's disappointing we should have done better America but I'm going to come back with our final topic for the day and I'm going to surprise you so (laughs) what do you think it's going to be about Hmm. you'll see Well, hello, I'm back I realize I have not introduced myself properly This is Lady Friday, headmistress of Black Bells Academy Located in Atlanta, Georgia, the Jewel of the South And uh, we are a repository of Black Dom Excellence If you didn't already know (laughs) So Our last segment of this podcast goes to address something that happened to Lady Truth on Twitter the other day. And this is a subject that I kind of have a bone to pick with as well because I've seen what goes on in today's online domination community. And I doubt I'll get backlash because I don't do the whole big, you know, presence on Twitter, you know, begging for tributes thing. But, and I will um, qualify that. I'm not going to say that they're begging. They're not begging. They are demanding and that's their shtick and I get it. That's their deal. That's how things are done. On the online domination world these days. And back in my day, that wasn't really a thing. But now it is. But anyway, back to um, Lady True. So she saw a comment that a so called online sub made, a, which was basically begging for Dom's to take his picture and post it on their on their feed so he could sit back and wonder, you know, if anyone he knows might see it, which, of course, is going to get his dick hard, and he's going to get all this excitement. And that's obviously his thrill. That's his deal. And, of course, there were, you know, a number of ladies who were, oh, yeah, sure, I'll do it, sure, I'll do it, sure, I'll do it. And she basically took him to task about it. And I don't think that she was wrong. Doms don't exist to do wish fulfillment for submissives. We are not make a wish. Um, We don't exist for your complete titillation. Now, I understand that domination and submission is a symbiotic relationship. You don't have one without the other. But, in this scenario, this was a completely self serving um request that I felt was inappropriate, and to pose it as a guy in a guise that's really just meant to manipulate these young souls out there who are like, "Oh, maybe if I do this, you'll end up tributing me is um indicative of what I see in online domination. And the disrespect that they show these ladies on a daily basis, I will see others feeds where there are subs who are like, "Hey, DM me um, a picture, and I'll," it, because I'm tributing today. So when I read something like that, I think you're basically saying, "Okay, ladies, line up." And I'll pick who I deem best, which is, you know, like, you know, Westminster Abbey for Doms, you know. I'll, you know, best in show will get my tribute today. And that's demeaning. I don't know how, what spin you could put on that to make it seem that it's not, but it is. That's demeaning, it's disrespectful. And it is not domination. It is complete and utter exploitation of these ladies. And if they're cool with it, I can't do a whole lot about that. But I can't talk about it. (laughs) As I am. Ladies, we have to do better. We truly, truly do. If you're going to say you're dominant, be dominant. If you're going to say that slaves are meant to serve you and submissives serve you and they pay for the privilege of doing that, then there should be some hoops that they jump through. There should be tasks that they do. They should be doing more than just sending you some money to your cash app and thinking that they own you because you're giving yourself to them. They're not giving you anything but some expendable cash. Because except for there's always a, you know, an exception to the rule, but nobody's probably spending their mortgage on these tributes. What they're doing is they're taking the money that they might go to the strip club for and they're saying, "Hey, well, who's going to get on Skype and who's going to, you know, be on Kick and who's going to, you know, jiggle their boobies or, or I'm, you know, I'm a breast, sub mistress. Can you just show me your cleavage, please, mistress? Or I'm a leg sub, mistress. Um, can you just show me your legs? If you want to make domination trans, transactional, then that's the way to do it. I think it should be Deeper. I think there should be a relationship. To me, that's like fast food domination. You know, you you pull in line, you know the drive through, and you tell the box, "Hey, I I want some uh, stocking fetish," and you pull up to the window, and there's a screen, and there's a chicken stockings, and you pay, and you go on. That's fine. That's transactional domination. And again, it is what it is. But should it be? Should it be? I like to see subs be respectful again. I like to see subs be a part of your life again. I, you know, having boys who clean my house, you know, clean the cat box, clean the fridge, clip my toenails, and uh, I love that because I have been teased many times throughout my life about my long, talonous toenails. (laughs) But you get where I'm going with that. I want some personal service. I want you to do something that actually benefits my life more than just plunking some coins down. I want you I want to see you working. I want to see some sweat, some effort. I want you to deserve that cookie that I might deem to grace you with or I might not because it's not guaranteed because service is supposed to be its own reward. It's funny, you never hear about service subs anymore. You know why? Because they don't have to so wrapping things up for today again i am lady friday headmistress of black bells academy visit our website and definitely visit our website and check out our our tutoring um fee schedules and our training programs that is newly posted so, you can find out exactly how you too can get your personal reparation at www.blackbellsacademy.com. You can find us on Twitter at Bells Black, on Instagram at Blackbells Academy, email us at Blackbells Academy at Gmail, and until next time, be good because if you don't, Eventually, you'll pay for it.